Hello, my fellow fallible human. My name is Tanya McIntyre. This is the Red Roof Recovery Show, offering programs to maintain freedom from addictions. And it's not just for addictions, it's for life. I appreciate you spending the next few minutes here with me and my life partner and best friend. I like to call him Sir Lancelot. My knight in shining armor has been with me for over 30 years, and much of that was lived experience through my drug and alcohol addictions. Lance brings the perspective of a family member of a loved one who's affected by addiction. Lance shares his lived experience with family members, and he has an extraordinary amount of empathy that I'll be sharing with you as well. So family members gravitate to Sir Lance a lot because he has a compassion like none other I have experienced. And also we share effective communication tools which can motivate your loved one to seek recovery sooner than later. We offer thoughtful conversations around a variety of recovery topics. You're going to be hearing science-based approaches to build a life beyond addiction, a life that you won't need to escape from. Because there are literally hundreds of tools that you can use in recovery and life. The key, one of my favorite acronyms, is to keep educating yourself until you find something that clicks for you. And I saw the rolling of the eyes from Sir Lancelot with that acronym because I know he has a, a deep dislike for acronyms. I love them because it helps me remember things. Snappy slogans, as I say, they're very helpful to reprogram our brain, to retrain our brain. Yes, apparently. Hello, Melanie. <laughs> Hello, Melanie. So what, what are we going to talk about this week? The topic for this episode is dealing with life adversities, uh, specifically grief I would like to talk about because I'm processing uh, feelings of grief right now, heightened emotions around grief, losing someone I cared about, someone I worked with, and someone who I watched uh, circling the drain and nothing I seemed to extend as a helping hand could help. And there's nothing I think more painful than to watch someone you care about just uh, not being able to find any hope in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very difficult to do. And that's one thing the loved ones do a lot of, watching someone that you can't help. So. It's Those are most of the calls that we field here at Red Roof Recovery from family members watching their loved ones circle the drain. It's very mm -hmm. painful. And as we know, since the pandemic, um, not only addiction rates, but also suicide rates have doubled, if not more. I think it's probably closer to tripling. And it doesn't seem to be improving because, you know, we're dealing with broken systems when it comes to dealing with uh, mental health conditions. And addiction is most definitely a mental health condition. Condition. It's definitely the most complex mental health condition, I think, on the planet, while still being the most stigmatized condition in the world, sadly. So I would like to share with uh, our audience something that you shared with me. So as I was dealing with the uh, horrific news of the passing of my friend, the suicide of my friend, I needed to distract myself with things so I didn't fall back into my own addictions because that's how I dealt with heightened emotions. I would pop a pill or, you know, snort or whatever, a drink 
to alleviate the pain of life, the pain of my emotions that I didn't want to feel. So I have learned over the years that I, I need to, what am I going to do instead, right? We've removed the addiction, then we create that vacuum. And as we know, nature hates a vacuum and it fill, it needs to be filled with something. What mm -hmm. do we fill it with? Which is why I talk so passionately around the tools of recovery and life. What are you filling your toolbox with? Things that you can quickly access when you need them to boost your mood, to lift your spirits. And uh, for me, you know, I often talk about the unconditional acceptance being the hammer in my toolbox, unconditional acceptance of myself, of others, and of life. That is what keeps me on the path to freedom from my addictions, for sure. Mm -hmm. So I actually uh, went to a, I forced myself to go to a yoga class on the Sunday after my friend killed himself because I needed to get out of my head, do some self-care. So I made myself go and uh, I actually arrived in my pajamas um, <laughs> to, to the point where my yoga teacher uh, said, are you okay? And I said, barely, I wanted to stay in bed, but instead I've dragged, I've literally dragged myself here. And um, I need, I need this hour just to get out of this headspace and um, just fun to, to focus on some self-care and nurturing. So that's what I did. And it was very helpful. Um, I, I have a beautiful yoga teacher here in Godridge, Tim Damon. He's a beautiful spirit. I'm grateful I, to count him among my life's blessings, as I am grateful to count you among my greatest life blessing months. I, uh, I'm eternally grateful for you every day. Thanks, when, I came, when I came home from uh, my yoga class, I had this poem waiting for me. Uh, Lance is also a very talented artist and writer, and I think he should uh, publish his book of poetry. So in that hour that I was gone, this is what Lance wrote for me, so I'd like to share it with you. It's titled, Because We Are Human. When we see somebody drowning, our first instinct is to dive in and help. But the waters are turbulent and scary. We look for something to help us reach them. Do you have a copy? I don't know. We look for something to help us reach them. We look for something to throw as a lifeline. We become more desperate as we see them sinking. We keep reaching out even when they're gone. We lay on the bank, berating ourselves for not doing more. But if we had followed our instinct, jumped in to save that someone, would there have been one or two someones being pulled lifeless from the waters? <sighs> Sometimes the person is too far from the shore. <clears throat> the water is too turbulent to hear our cries. We know there is no more we could do to save them, but always we are left with the feeling we should have tried harder because we are human. <sighs> I think I should work that. 
Well, so nice. thanks for that, honey, because crying is healing as well. Feeling is healing. <laughs> so well, I, I apologize to our watchers and listeners. <laughs> but it actually feels better to cry, to get it out. Better out than in, as I always say. Yeah. So thank you for that, sweetheart. That was uh, very comforting. It's still very comforting to me. And it's been comforting to a lot of people. I have a, a lot of people reaching out to me for a copy of that poem because a lot of families are sadly sharing that common denomination of grief and loss. Well, one thing I observed, especially, you know, with you, but I presume it's uh, it's um, ubiquitous with this situation is that we do blame ourselves yeah. for, for not helping enough, for not, for not being there enough, for not... But if you're going through your own addiction journey, um, you have to look after yourself as well. And that's what the poem was about. It was about, you know, we all blame ourselves for bad stuff because we do feel we should have done more, we should have tried harder, we should have, should have, should have. And, you know, as in what you say all the time, the masturbating and shooting is something that you need to identify. But it's a natural feeling. But sometimes there is nothing you can do, especially if it's going to be the detriment to the detriment of your health. And I know it sounds selfish, but as in a poem, even if you jump in the water, does it mean two people are going to come out or are two people going to go down, as you put it, down the plug hole. Mm -hmm. So, you know, life, life is complex enough without dealing with addictive behaviours and addictions. You know, life's, as my, my saying is, life's shit a lot of the times. Was it Monty Python that, uh, yeah. that like, like a a shit when you think of it? Yeah. <laughs> As they're all hanging from the cross, yeah, and and a lot of times it is, and as soon as you identify it, yeah, most of life is unmemorable. We go through our days on autopilot, you know, getting up, making the tea and coffee, you know. And if you said, "What did you do yesterday?" Ninety-nine percent of it, you you wouldn't think. And then there are joyous periods, you know. They're they're the really good parts. But on the other end of the scale, there's there's times where it's it's not good, and people on their addiction journey have to be very careful that they don't you don't want to numb those bad feelings. Exactly. So that it, that's that's the uh, the what do they call it the easier softer way in twelve step meetings you hear that a lot right we go for the easier softer way and uh it's it takes we we need to become a master of our mind instead of being servant to it and that takes a persistent willingness to exert consistent efforts to help ourselves and for me it took me a long time to get there as you know i relapsed every year in 12-step programs uh, but that wasn't the fault of the program that was because i wasn't doing the work to maintain my freedom from addictions you know i would get a year or two under my belt and think I was fine. Mm -hmm. And the, the fact is 
we are never fine. If you are struggling with an addiction, I talk to people all the time, can I learn how to moderate? And I said, well, maybe. I've never seen it done, but maybe you can, right? Let's see if you can do that. I, I'd be fascinated to see if it can work. You need to, for me, uh, I needed to accept that there is no moderation in my life. I've got lots of evidence now to prove to me that there is no moderating drug and alcohol in my life. Drugs and alcohol are something that will never be in my wheelhouse. And it's something that took me a long time to accept. Now, my life is... Uh, not at all boring and monotonous. It is joyful and fulfilling. And I can't even imagine, I used to think I can't imagine my life without drugs and alcohol. And now I can't imagine my life with drugs and alcohol. So it, it's a fascinating journey that I encourage everyone to take, to hop on that bandwagon and go for the ride and learn how to navigate the waves of life. Mm -hmm. It's fun. It's exciting. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not easy. You know that. You went through a lot of pitfalls. And from from the loved one's point of view is, as I've said before, the realisation that there's nothing you can do to stop your loved one from either taking or not taking, doing or not doing. The only thing we can do is be present for when, when the call that I need help comes. And hopefully that comes before the person with the addiction goes into their behavior. And that's yeah, identifying, identifying the problems and sharing. Sharing is a big thing. Absolutely. Sharing is caring. Yeah. Listening is love. And we that's not easy. How to communicate, right? It's that learning how to communicate piece. Um, I've got a great tool. You can email me at redroofrecovery at gmail.com and ask me for the communication tool. It's another acronym, PIUS, PIUS for communication. <laughs> and uh, you will find when you can um, hone your communication skills, you know, sometimes it might encourage your loved one to encourage or to, or to um, seek recovery sooner than later. But if nothing else, it will help you feel better and less guilty about your relationship with someone who's struggling. Yeah. Yeah. I think putting that uh, guilt and shame to rest is very important for family members. Extremely important. Yes. Thanks for being here, sweetheart. We promised to keep these around the 15 minute mark and we are coming up to that. So thank you for all you do, Sir Lancelot, not only for me in my recovery journey, but also for the friends and family reaching out to us for help. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for watching and listening to the Red Roof Recovery Show. Hopefully you're getting something from it. Sign up for recovery tips and tools at redroofrecovery.com. And we would love to follow your journey. So please keep in touch, stay connected. If something we've said has resonated and you want to share it, that means a lot to us. Please do. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We are grateful for you and your encouragement and support. Let's remember to talk to ourselves like we talk to our good friends. May the force be with you. And remember, you are the force. Thank you.